Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 8718 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. Wherever you are, this is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and very Lawson. sleepy Lawson. <laughs> Having a bit of a yawn there, Lawson. You got up early this morning. Yeah. A little bit earlier than normal. Yeah, relatively. But now Lawson is Lawson is also maybe a little bit tired because he has uh, just been doing radio for the last two hours. Yeah, which you might think, what? What? Wait, what? I've been listening to Faith FM and I haven't heard Lawson. Why have Why have they not heard you for the last two hours? Well, because this is the delayed broadcast line. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so you might be getting this a day late. You might get him a week late. We don't really know how late you're going to get this one. But, uh, yes, this is indeed the delayed broadcast. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there are ways that you can get go from the delay, delayed. You can go from the delayed broadcast to the to live, the live show. show. Definitely join us on the live show. Mm-hmm. And there's some of those ways are, well, my favorite way is actually calling us up here at the studio and, and I don't know, you like yelling at us or something and just saying, give me the, the live show and... Then I guess we have to do it or something, isn't that? Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just call us up and scream at us. Yeah, no, we're we're super keen um, to hear that. But also, you no, can don't just... don't call us up and scream at <laughs> us because you'll be screaming at the producer, who's normally my wife, and that would not be nice. Wow, or you might bias. be you might be talking to somebody else um, outside of our normal <laughs> times. But then, of course, you can get on the Faith FM website, faithfm.com.au. You can press play in the top right-hand corner. Bam, you've got radio wherever you yes. are. You can go to the TuneIn app, look up Faith FM Australia. Bam, you've got radio wherever you are. Or you can just, uh, if you've got Google Home, you just say to your Google Home, yes. uh, play Faith FM radio, and it just and it plays. it just does. It just does. Like, awesome. It's like, the best. So good. So, look, there are many ways which you can jump across to the live show. But, like, like what are we, we going to be talking about? about uh, we're going to be talking about um, a ban on wearing PJs in salvo shops. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is earth-breaking news. This is just, this like, is it, just you know. earth-shattered. Like, I, I think this is maybe the greatest news story to come out of Faith. Not allowed to wear your PJs anymore. Like, that isn't in that the salvo insane? shop. Oh, man, that's kind of like Yeah, you're going to you're gonna have to stay tuned to hear all about that. We're you also will. going to talk about... Uh, Childhood pregnancy mm-hmm. in Australia mm-hmm. and uh, how we are falling behind the rest of the yeah, world. Yeah, wow, that was um, yeah, wild stuff. Some pretty heavy uh, be, information coming out of that. Be, We're going to be talking about, about loss of trust. Loss of trust in our encounter with God. A mm-hmm. um, whole bunch of signs of the time sort of blasting off one after the other yeah. over the last couple of days. Man, I'm keen. I'm excited. I've woken up now. Like at the start of this, I was pretty sleepy. But now yes. I'm like, you were I'm yawning. In. You yeah. were yawning. Now you're not I'm yawning. In. Where have I been all my life? What have I done with my time? Whatever happened to me? How long have I been asleep? Wake, wake me up, wake me up, wake me up inside.
listening to Josh Wilson with Wake Me Up here on Faith FM as we kick off the breakfast show with the first clue for the quiz for the day. Yes. What have you got for us there, Lawson? Wait, I have a quiz. Yes. <laughs> that has clues. Okay. And it is a what city am I quiz. All right. So oh, what city? Okay, yeah. city. Uh-huh, what uh-huh, what uh-huh. city am I? All right, you ready for this? Yeah, yeah. The first time the city is mentioned in the Bible, Adonai Zedek is its king. No, nope, don't have it. Oh, Lyle doesn't know it, but if you know it, you can give us a call 1-800-324-843 and you'll get a prize completely for free, which we will give to you. But you have to be the first caller with the right answer and then you'll get a prize. Okay, so we've got a uh, one of our um, listeners has uh, texted in with their thankful story. Oh, nice. Yes. They are thankful for your feet, Lawson. What? Romans chapter 15. <laughs> no, Romans, sorry, chapter 10 and verse 15 before this goes too weird. That came out just a little Please bit. Please clarify. A little bit weirder Please than what explain. I expected. The Bible says, How beautiful are the feet of those that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Oh, awesome. Praise the yes. Lord. So that was the verse that they referenced when uh, they sent that one through. Oh, cute. Well, yeah, so, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad for Well done, Christopher. Christopher. Christopher is thankful for the glad tidings of, uh, of good news that you are going to present for us this morning. Oh, amen. Well, I do have some really good news. I have some good news about a host of different things. I have some good news from my life. God is just good and faithful. I had some very... You know, I, ooh, I, ooh, 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 I, I just what's thought up, about the thing that I was going to be thankful oh, yes, for. I was yes. going to be thankful for the fact that my son sold his car yesterday. Oh, yes. Half an hour he had it up for sale, I think, by the time it had sold. It felt like that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Put it online and just, boom, and sold it. Drove it for two years and then sold it at a profit. When does that ever happen? Pretty God much never. God has blessed him. Yeah. No, I was talking to him last night, actually, on the phone. Like, he called me at, like, 10 o'clock last night. He's like, I sold my car, man. It's so good. I'm like, praise the Lord. Good for you. <laughs> I'm like, happy for you. <laughs> man, oh, God is good. I've had some recent, like, kind of health complications. And I don't know why, like, I've just been, the main thing that's happening, I just get sick all the time after I eat, like I eat something and I just feel really sick. There's an easy solution for this, Lawson. Well, don't eat. Don't eat. <laughs> yeah. Problem I'm actually, solved. I'm actually thinking You'll about never get do, sick again. doing a bit of a fast just to clear myself out. But, you know, God is faithful through that and I've just been continuing my work and, you know, as um as the, the text came through from Christopher, blessing those who preach the gospel, you know, giving people Bible studies and, and, and God's been really just blessing that ministry. But I tell you what, like, lol, this is, this is some good news, okay? I have some extremely good news. So... I'm a Newcastle local. You know, I grew up here. This is my city. This is my town. And um, I'm very patriotic about all things Newcastle. Okay. As, as you should be. As um, as is my dad. My dad grew up. You need to be patriotic about Newcastle because it's not as good as Tasmania, so it needs all the help it can get. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, my dad was born here in Newcastle. We're very, you know, we are true Novocastrians. And um, our... Rugby league team, the Newcastle Knights, has won five games on the bounce. And you don't understand, Lyle. This is important. You're kind of looking at me a bit blank-faced at the moment. You're like, why is this important? The Newcastle Knights have received the wooden spoon, like, nearly the last three years in a row. Like, 2015, 16, and 17, Uh last. 2018, second last. And they've just been terrible, you know, it was a bunch of terrible, you know, managing decisions and like like people who are in the team going bankrupt and all these terrible things. Uh-huh. And now they're on this absolutely hot winning streak, just smashing everyone. They're in the top four of the league. And I'm just like, 
so stoked. Like, you don't even know. I am just so happy because... Yes, the Newcastle Knights. Um, and my dad is just like posting stuff on Facebook all the time, like Newcastle Knights for premiers. And we backed them through the hard times. So now we're, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Do you have something you wanted to say about that, Lyle? You look like oh, you're. I, I got a Bible verse for you. Oh, oh, real quick. A Bible verse. I'm so keen to hear this Bible verse supporting my favorite team, the Newcastle Knights. Because that's, <laughs> that's why what I assume, um, that it, <laughs> that it is. Uh, and I can't find it all of a sudden. Where has it disappeared to? Uh, I'll, I'll find it for you in a minute. Anyway, okay. go on with the other positive stories while I find this Bible. Oh, verse. man. I, I will so, come back to it as soon as I find it. so good. I'm so stoked. But anyways, moving on. Lyle, do you know what myocardial... Oh, inf- actually, I did oh, find it. I did find it. Oh, he did find it. Yes, 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 yes. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, here it is. Let me read it to you. Uh, Proverbs chapter 17, Proverbs chapter uh, 21, verse 17. He that loves sport shall be a poor man. <laughs> um, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> ouch. I, I told you I had a Bible verse. <laughs> <laughs> of course, sport here sport is... Sport is... It's different in like every other translation. This, yes, it is maybe a little bit different. It's even a little bit different in the uh, KJV version, but... Uh, it uh, it comes from the word of uh, it, it has the meaning of taking Mickey the Mickey out of someone. Yeah, like jesting and joking. And yeah, whatnot. that kind of sport. Okay. Yeah, you make you make sport of somebody. This is old English. Yeah, I'm just giving you a hard time mm. here. Yeah, you're just trying to preach some heresy to make fun of me. <laughs> That's right. Wow, good one, Lyle. Um, <laughs> Before you get on to your next uh, positive news story. Oh yes, um, we have somebody else um, texting in. Aaron says that he's thankful that his car is broken as well. Oh man, anyone know what's wrong with mine? Injectors. You know, the Bible says in in James chapter 1, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. See, see, Aaron and I are going through the same experience this morning. mm, Our patience is being tested, and uh, we are being improved, so mm, we can be thankful that our characters are being refined this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. I wish they weren't. <laughs> it's kind of the natural reaction, isn't but, it? But hey, the Bible says after that, let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect yes. and complete, lacking nothing. And I'm sure when you take come a through deep this breath, Aaron, to, together we will take this to Jesus. And once you get through this, okay, you're going to f- go through this time of fa- patience. You're going to fix your car. Yes. Then you're not going to be lacking a car. This is true. So it's a win win for It's going to go better. It's going to have more power and it's going to use less fuel and I'm going to be happy. Dude. There you go. You have so much to look forward to, Lyle. Keep your chin up. <laughs> All right, let's change the subject. <laughs> okay, Lyle, do you know what myocardial infraction is? Uh, it's got something to do with... Uh, um, it's got something to do with um, um, your heart. <laughs> yes, because you cardial. There you go. My, well, myocardial infraction is just the pretty much the, the fancy word for a heart attack. Okay. And this story here, it's it's when it's in one of my th- my three favorite categories of, of good news. One is environmental good news. The other is health good news, and then the other one is electric cars that go really fast. Um, but this one falls under health good news, and this this is amazing. Um, in a world. First, like, this is insane. Researchers from the King's College of London um, believe that they have found a new therapy that regenerates heart cells um, after a heart attack. This is, like, Whoa, that's cool. super important because, um, you know, there's there's millions and millions and millions of people around the world, according to the World Health Organization, who, who suffer, you know, from heart disease and, and yep. heart problems and heart yep. attacks. You know, it's a huge, it's huge killer in Australia, actually, among... 
among the you know the older generations um and at, at this time when a, when a patient you know when you survive a heart attack you have permanent structural damage to your heart um and you know you just like it just really wrecks you and the more heart attacks you have the weaker and weaker your heart gets and they have to do more bypasses and all these terrible things um but check this out. So they did a study in the, the, the King's College that, you know, these researchers, these scientists, um, and they, they, they're trying to find a solution to this. And they, they had a bunch of pigs that had suffered heart attacks and they injected them with a, um, uh, some genetic material called micro RNA 190, 199, whatever that is, that's some genetic material that they've come up with. Um, and after these these pigs had heart attacks, you know, to the point where their hearts were like nearly inoperable, they were like on machines and whatnot. Um, the treatment resulted in an almost complete recovery of cardiac function just one month later. Right, just one month after the after the heart attack, complete function back to the. And I'm just like. This is awesome. That this is, is very like awesome. Mind blowing. Um, they are like this is a real breakthrough, and now they're starting to receive different different funding and, and different things to 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 get this over the line to get this to the mainstream. Um, because man, people need this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there's so many people. You know, they have a heart attack, they lose um, you know, certain level of their heart function, and if they can uh, get that back again, imagine mm. the difference it will make. And it's just like once you lose that. Heart yeah, function, yeah, then it just puts you at risk even That's more right. and oh, even more yeah. and even more and yep. And so yeah, now praise the Lord that He's been doing work to to help us um, stay healthy and live longer. Um, Absolutely, oh, man, that is. That oh, and is just awesome. I just reread that text from Aaron. Yeah. He's thankful that his car is not broken. Oh, but he was adding oil to it last night, so uh, okay. you know we've got to got to have something there to you know <laughs> say. Anyway, this is the Downing family. King of Babylon, bow your knees, the writing's on the wall. Your kingdom's days are numbered and it's just about to fall. Your gods of silver, bronze and gold can't save your soul at all. So King, you better sing some praise to heaven. The writing's on the wall, now once in Babylon. A king upon his throne. Let wine and foolish pride go to his head Then there appeared one night A hand by the candlelight And it wrote a note and this is what it said King of Babylon, bow your knees The writing's on the wall Your kingdom's days are numbered And it's just about to fall your gods of silver, bronze, and gold can't save your soul at all. So, King, you better sing some praise to heaven. The writing's on the wall. Change your ways 
more than everything you own. King of Babylon, bow your knees. The writing's on the wall. Your kingdom's days are numbered, and it's just about to fall. Your gods of silver, bronze, and gold can't save your soul at all. So, King, you better sing some praise to heaven. The writing's on the wall. Yes. We are awake. <laughs> so good. We are awake. That was uh, the writings on the wall. That was the King of Babylon by the Downing family. Yes. Make sure I announce it right. Yes. Yes. But it was, man, oh, Shell is just always putting in such good work. She's just playing all our favorite songs. And now she's in the, you know, smooth studio, uh, in the, in the, in the studio in with the a big smudio. smile. In the, the studio with a big smile on her face. Um, but anyways Okay, so uh, next clue Yes, I next about, I'm clue I want to talk about these uh, PJs being banned What city am I? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we already know that the uh, the first time the city is mentioned um, Adonai Zedek is its king Now, next clue This city was also called Jebus Ooh, There you go There you go Ooh, yeah, okay, ooh so you know what it is? Yeah you know what? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got it right. Yeah. So Lyle has it right. So no double prizes. I know, up a few other, I know a few other names for that city as well. Oh yeah, so do I. Yeah. But if you know what this city is, give us a call 1-800-324-843 and you will receive a prize completely for free. Of course, you have to call up with the right answer. But um, yeah, man, just, I don't know, go to your Bible, find Jebels. And- do you see people going shopping with their PJs? Yeah, sometimes you go to Coles and people are like in their PJs like barefoot. I see that. Okay, so the Salvo <laughs> shop in Papakura in New Zealand has banned PJs from their shop. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. there you go. And I'm just sort of wondering, how often do they have this taking place? Yeah. But anyway, that's uh, a- an interesting thought. But the idea is like this. If you turn up in your PJs um, and you're too poor to have anything but PJs to wear, they give you free clothes. Oh, there you go. That's kind of nice. Yeah, it is. So I'm just, I, if I lived in uh, New Zealand, I think I'd rock up there just in my PJs just to see what would just happen. Just every day, yeah. Just say, hey, I, um, this is all I've got. Yeah. And see what they do. Of course, see that would I, be. See if I come out with some new clothes. Of course, that would be lying, Lyle. Yes, it would. So I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, we need to be taking care of the poorer, mm, part, poorer parts of our society. And, and that's. Maybe a, 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 a good way of doing so. 100%. And, and highlighting uh, the needs of the community. So many different stories this morning. Uh, mm. This one's an interesting one about uh, 
uh, children robbed of their childhood. Um, globally, 690 million children are robbed of their childhood, which is, you know, pretty um, big stats. Of course, this is usually by child marriage, pregnancy, uh, lack of education, forced labour, malnutrition uh, or violence of and war, 30 million have been displaced mm. as a result of war in the last 12 months. Yeah, wow. So this is a big issue. One of the interesting things is that um, out of 176 countries that were surveyed, three of them had no improvement in their rates of uh, childhood pregnancy um, and Australia being one of them, which has about the same childhood pregnancy rate as countries like Malaysia and Bahrain which are Islamic oh. countries. So that's a bit of a wake-up call for Australia. Yeah. We need to uh, you know, snap our heads into gear and figure out what's going on there. Of course, one in four childhood pregnancies are amongst our indigenous population, mm. um, which have twice the uh, child mortality rate of the rest of the population. So we have a lot of work yes. we need to do amongst our indigenous population to... Um, yeah, to get some of these tragic circumstances mm. sorted out. Do you think there's some kind of solution to that? I, I I know that on a personal level, like yeah, you you know you, you take responsibility, you make decisions, but like oh, man, I just often look at those stats and I get so disheartened, and I'm like, what can I do? I know, and clearly throwing money at this at the problem is not the solution because we've done that for the last forty years and it's had no effect. Yeah, fully. Um, there has to be a solution. I'm not an expert in these matters, and so I can't offer a solution. Mm-hmm. It's obviously one that is very, very difficult to find because, yeah, in the last 40, 50 years, nobody's been able to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really don't know. It's, it's part of the world in which we live. By the way, um, we need to congratulate our new leader of the opposition, Anthony Albanese, who was uh, oh, uh, wow, elected yeah. um, unopposed. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, new changes in Australian politics Mm. all around. But as we look at signs of the times around the world, uh, of course, yesterday Peru got hit by an 8.0 earthquake. That's a big one. (laughs) Thankfully, it was 110 kilometres down. Oh, Uh, okay. One dead, 11 injured. That, like, 8 on the Richter scale, that is like like earth-shattering. Yeah, it's a big one. Uh, The USA um, got smashed by tornadoes. Ohio... Um, one dead, 45 in hospital. Oh, wow. Um, and the guy that died was an older gentleman where a car was picked up and thrown into his house. Um, and, of course, they were using snow plows just to clear the debris off the freeways to open the, uh, open the interstates. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, we had, some, we had a bit of wind here over the last day or two, 100 kilometers an hour it hit in Maitland. Yeah, well, I was in. We're in, we're at the church in Raymond Terrace yesterday, and the there was you know some electrician and sound guys came, and they were going to do some work on the roof. Then they were like, "Nah." We were like, <laughs> "Okay." It's <laughs> amazing these days. It's amazing these days what we can use as excuses not to work. Back in the day, it would have been like, "It's blowing a hurricane." Get out there and work. What is your problem? Oh, back like, in yeah. the back in the good old days, eh, Lyle? Yeah, the good old days. <laughs> anyway, uh, India's Prime Minister, uh, Prime Minister Modi, has um, announced a um, swing towards Hindu nationalism. Oh, wow. Um, with a an even stronger than ever before union of Hinduism and politics. In other words, religion and politics together. Yeah. Church state, Church um, state yeah. union, basically. Mm-hmm. And this is a sign of uh, nationalism. It, this is really nationalism that we see sweeping our world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And what you've another interesting article was pointing out the disappearance of the centre 
of European politics. Yes. And, and I see the same here in Australia. The centre is just disappearing. So you used to have centre-left, centre-right, and then you had extreme-left and extreme-right. And between all of those, um, you know, those opposing forces pushing and pulling, we would end up somewhere in the centre moving between left and right. Yeah. But now that zigzag is becoming far more pronounced, mm-hmm. um, largely being driven by social media where people are becoming more polarised. Yeah. And the level of anger is just a lot higher. And you see it in, you know, in, in, in quite a number of recent elections where, mm. um, you know, it's very surprise results and the level of anger, level of anger is just out there. Man. It's, it's, it's actually really interesting because Australia, if any country, probably has the closest left and right than anywhere. Like we, you know, yeah, but we were pretty polarized in this last election. Yeah. More polarized than I've seen. In They're a long more time. polarized than ever before. Which and it, you see that in the rise of the minor mm, parties. Yes, you know, on your like extreme the, left, your ext- extreme right are a lot stronger and a lot more popular than mm. uh, what they were, you know, twenty, thirty years ago. And it's interesting. They kind of almost didn't even exist. Exist, yeah. And it's interesting. Forty years ago, they didn't all exist. of those, you know, all of the big draws for those parties are all on moral issues yes you know um whereas like for the longest time australia like there was no moral left and right it was just like it was just economically that's right just like labor pandered to people liberal pandered to big business that's right you know and that that was just the political structure for the longest time now like we're seeing you know the all of the the identity politics and all the moral politics from the states you know starting to come and build up over here and it's very very much so it's crazy and i think that it's something that is underestimated by uh pollsters and politicians Mm. Uh, the impact that the, 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 this you know it's not it's not something that decided the election no, no but it definitely had a major impact on the election and bigger than ever before and that's yeah. like the direction we're heading so yeah fully signs of the times right here sign definitely signs of the times of course uh, in India they've had an increase a, a marked increase in persecution against Muslims Christians yes. Sikhs Jains um, Zoroastrians Baha'is. India is one of the most religiously diverse countries on the planet with large populations of many different religions. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, Hinduism dominates, but you've got some very, very, you know, the largest Muslim population in the world in a non-Muslim country and the third largest Muslim population in the world is in India. Yeah. And of course, we're seeing, you know, a significant religious persecution really driven at the local level, but with a government that is sympathetic. Mm. with a Hindu government that is sympathetic, and so as a result, you've got law enforcement doing nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there are just stories coming out of India every day uh, of, you know, you know, particularly amongst Christian young women being seen as fair game for rape and sexual abuse. Yeah, well, India has amongst one of the things. highest levels of sexual abuse in, in anywhere in the world. And part of that is because they, the, the men in India... Um, overpopulate the women by 70 million people as a result of uh, gender selection abortion. And so you've got a lot of single men who, uh, you know, this has just created a massive, massive problem. So many stories we could talk about. But anyway, this is the Emmanuel Quartet, Size of the Rock. You're listening to Faith FM. Moses was just a baby boy When his mama put him in a boat And the river took 
met a pretty princess But it wasn't enough Till I heard a voice from a burning bush Saying, tell old Pharaoh to let my people go free David was just a shepherd boy When the prophet said he would be king Even though he was the youngest son He heard about a giant Went to see the king Grabbed a bag of petals and he sung his sling And the rock of ages brought the mighty giant to his knees Well, you may feel a bit insignificant When you're standing next to one of those men But there was nothing special about him Until they let the Holy Spirit in And with a mighty hand They took their stand While everybody else is making cheap talk It's not the size of the man that matters All that matters is the size of the rock Have you heard about the baby king? Hark those herald angels sing He was the father's only son Taught us about heaven We nailed him to the tree But in three days he was alive and free Because the heart of the rock Was mightier than the stone So the next time you feel insignificant When you're standing next to one of those men Like there is nothing special about ya Just let the Holy Spirit in And with a mighty hand You'll take your stand While everybody else is making cheap talk It's not the size of the man that matters All that matters is the size of the rock Mighty Welcome back everybody, you listen to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 and 88 right across Australia. Uh, we are still here at Big Camp recording all kinds of interviews and just joining us here in our makeshift tent studio is Melissa and Danny. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. It's good to be here. Okay, so uh, you're here to talk about 10,000 Toes, but just before we get started, I just thought I'd, we'd get to know a little bit about uh, who is involved in 10,000 Toes. Danny, whereabouts, uh, whereabouts do you come from? You come from Sydney, right? I come from Sydney, yes. Yes, I used to be your pastor at one stage you back were. in the day. Yeah. Yes, you have a huge part in my journey, which I'm Praise still God. grateful for. God is good. God mm-hmm. is good. All the time. Praise God. And um, and Melissa, where do you come from? I live on the Central Coast okay. and go to Central Coast Community Church at Wyong. Ah, fantastic. Um, okay, so uh, Melissa... Do you come from a Christian family? Yes, I do. Yes, mm-hmm. fourth yep. generation Adventist. Oh, fourth yes. generation Adventist. Fantastic. Your skin colour is a little bit darker. Where does your family come from? Mm, I was born here at the Sydney Adventist yeah, Hospital. Yeah, you sound so Aussie. So Aussie. <laughs> just... My mother's Chinese and dad's Malay. 
a bit nice of a mixture. Mix. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Mm. Fantastic. Now, Danny, did you grow up in a Christian home yourself? I like to say I grew up attending church. Yep. Not really part of a church, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And uh, at some point, you obviously gave your life to Jesus Christ. Yes, I was attending church socially because my friends were, and it was fun for a time. Uh, but then I went to an evangelistic series, which you hosted, and uh, completely changed my life. Praise God. That Jesus. is good. Yeah, I'm sure I heard all that stuff before, but the Holy Spirit really worked on me in that month. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. That's wonderful. And what about yourself? Um, you, obviously, you mentioned you're a, a multi-generational Christian. Was there a point where you um, particularly gave your life to God? Um, no, not really. I think I'm just one of those ones that it's it's been part of my life. It was just an evolution. Love it, yes. just, uh, it just happened. Praise that's God. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. These are the best kind of testimonies, you know. We always we always say, oh, I don't have a testimony because I never had this wild experience out in the world. You know, we never had a Damascus Road experience. But the best kind of testimony is people that have just always known the Lord, you know. Great. Praise God. Now, um, getting on to your ministry, because you guys are both involved in ministry and you're wearing these amazing 10,000 Toes t-shirts. Uh, tell us about uh, 10,000 Toes. Danny. Danny's being pointed at, so Danny's been dumped in it right now, so go for it, Danny. 10,000 Toes is an initiative of South Pacific Division in Sydney. So South um, Pacific Division, just to explain, is uh, the Adventist Church across Australia, New Zealand, and the South Pacific, so those like Papua New Guinea, all the islands. Tahiti, all the, all the islands, all the islands. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the the team there just realised the gross st- statistics of those who were dying of type two diabetes and having toes and feet and so many other limbs amputated due to this disease. Um, most prevalent is toes. That's why we're called Ten Thousand Toes because we want to save ten thousand and beyond toes. So uh, we jumped on board to help this important ministry initiative and it's... So you guys volunteers? No. No. (laughs) Ah, you work there full time or part time? Casual. 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 Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, Well done. Good job. Yeah, it's cool because we all bring different different talents and different skills and different experience into it and we work really well together as a team so we'll have different experiences with diabetes with family members and things like that so it's you know it it touches home as well Mm. Mm. all right so um danny share with us some of the stats for do you got any stats there on on uh, diabetes how big of an issue is this for um us here in australia or in the south pacific okay so um diabetes is a leading cause of amputations in the south pacific uh, and due to diabetes being a lifestyle-related disease, it has become a bigger challenge than leprosy, which is crazy to think okay, about. Okay, so we're talking about the islands. We are, yeah. yes. So I mean, leprosy used to be huge out there, right? Mm, yeah. And that's been reduced. And, 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 of course, leprosy is a is a, is a a communicable disease, whereas diabetes is a lifestyle disease. That's right. Okay, so, um, Melissa, maybe you could share with us um, what are some of the contributing factors to diabetes that are driving this problem out there in the islands? Well, I think the island people have taken on our Australian or our society's diet and eating out of packet foods and not realising their fresh food and vegetables right in their backyard is something that is just healthy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also, I think, well, we're not actually doing as much physical work as back in the day of our fathers, grandfathers, um, and we become a little bit lazy in that sense of not, you know, going out and gardening and uh, walking. We've got cars and, you know, to transport us, but we're not walking as far. We're not um, 
exercising as much. So I think, um, yeah, we're not doing that in the islands as much and educating them. And, of course, they say that uh, sitting down is the new smoking. That's right. And we do do a lot of that. So, okay, so we've got a problem now where these are developing countries, but the more they develop, the more they adopt our lifestyle. That's right. Okay, but their rate of diabetes is higher than our rate of diabetes. Why is that? If it's our lifestyle, shouldn't it be the same? Well, no, because they don't have the education and they don't have the facilities and the technology that we are privileged to have here in Australia. They're more isolated, mm-hmm. so um, they don't get the um, the the, um, the kits to be able to sort of test pre-diabetic. Okay. So they have so far to actually walk for days to actually get that, or and they just don't. Yeah. So we're trying to bring the kits and educating people closer more people in uh, the villages to be able to test for pre-diabetic. So what happens to a person when they get diabetes in a remote village um, and say they've got to walk maybe days or even weeks to be tested? Do they even know what is why, why they're feeling ill? No. Well, by the time that these people are being diagnosed, they're at the point of amputation because they haven't been able to see anybody before that. Um, a lot of them are not realising they actually have this disease until it's, you know, quite critical. And there's a lot of loss of life as well. Mm-hmm. So. I imagine so. I imagine, you know, because diabetes is one of those things where, uh, you know, you start off on a, on a long, long hike somewhere and if you're, um, you know, food, because all my diabetic f- friends are all on this schedule, you know, and they've got to eat mm-hmm. at certain times, all this kind of stuff to, um, to maintain everything. And I'm sort of thinking, well, if you were hiking through the bush and you didn't know what the problem was, you get a sore on the toe and the toe gets infected. Um, they don't realise why. And uh, as, as Danny said, eventually the toe's got to get amputated and the leg's got to get amputated and then they're stuck um, not being able to do their work, whatever they um, had to do. And then their children are taken out of school to help at the home because they can't help themselves. So I'm hearing that there are two sides to this. There is the diagnostic side where you, you can provide early diagnosis, but there's also an educational side. Correct. Now, here in Australia, we obviously have early diagnosis, um, but that educational side would really apply, I would think, to Australia as well as the whole of the South Pacific. Yeah, definitely, but we here in Australia do have the education. It's it's around, it's there. We I guess maybe sometimes people have to go looking for it, but sure. it is there and available for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's one of we have three strategies, and one of our strategies are to upskill the health professionals to be able to diagnose and treat type two diabetes, um, because you know the health professionals over there in the islands they know how to amputate, and that's it. You know, but the the lifestyle, the nutrition, the exercise, the water, the sleep, all of that that you know we do know here. Uh, whether we want to know it or not is a different issue, but over there they don't know. They're not educated on that. So it's upskilling the health professionals as well. Mm, yeah, fantastic. Um, how big of a project is this? Oh, it, it's massive. I mean, our goal is 10,000 toes, but really that's just one toe in the water, isn't it? <laughs> so, you know, if you think about um, how, how much they're going through, I mean, there's over 30,000 amputations per year. That's 560 amputations per week, 80 a day. That's one every 20 minutes happening out there. I mean, and, and it's coming down by generation, by generation, by, de- by generation. So it has to be stopped. We have to change the tide. And the response from the communities in the South Pacific? Oh, their lives are changing. 
yeah, the lives are being saved. I mean, Melissa mentioned before that the children need to stop going to school so that they can take care of their parents who have lost limbs or can't see anymore and can't look after themselves. Um, but we've been able to sponsor one girl, Talita, to go to college and get her degree and to go back there. So while we've uh, provided some health care and other things, things for her mother so you know it's life-changing it's so encouraging to see that it's it's okay so there's a there's a follow-on here that when somebody gets diabetes it doesn't just affect that individual it affects the whole family family, and then even the community yes Mm. yeah because the 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 the, the, this you know it it is very much a community-based um culture that's right in the south pacific Mm. how many countries are you working with um there's, there's many in the South Pacific. We're working in Papua New Guinea, Fiji, Tonga, Solomon Islands, Vanuatu, Kiribati, Cook Islands. There's more. But <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's good. Yeah, oh, there's so many. So this is, actu- this is actually, how long ago was 10,000 Toast started? Uh, towards the end of 2017. And you're already in those many countries? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Our aim is to raise $1 million. Mm. How far have you got along so far? Well, currently we've actually raised two hundred forty thousand dollars plus. Uh-huh, so and a quarter of the way there. Yeah, and this year we're actually wanting just two thousand nineteen to um, provide uh, diagnostic kits to um, two thousand diagnostic kits, and our diagnostic kits cost a hundred dollars. So we're wanting to get two thousand kits out in uh, the islands, and to date we've raised uh, twenty five thousand dollars this year, just from two thousand nineteen. So we've actually got 250 um, kits already. So Praise God. We're still working, yeah. And we've had big camp mission offering, which is great. Yep. Hmm. That's awesome. And if you think about those kits, if one kit serves the whole village. Oh, really? So it's not just Because when you're saying 200 family. kits, I'm thinking, that's a person. That's not many. Hmm. No. I wasn't going to say that, but now. <laughs> you know, and it's, there's also village. maintenance of the kits and, you know, make, you know, we don't just dump a kit in the village. Okay, go, you know, you guys are right now. You know, there's maintenance, there's follow-up, there's making sure that um, it's something that continues into all the generations to the, at the point where they don't need us anymore. You started this in 2017. How long do you think it will be before you see rates of diabetes coming down? I mean, with God, all things are possible. And we're hoping... I like that. So it's a statement of faith. Yeah. Danny doesn't even blink. <laughs> <laughs> we're hoping that... I mean, we're already seeing change. And we've seen, you know, throughout history that major movements have started from one person or from a group of people. And once the people in the communities in the islands are catching on to this and they're, you know, they're doing the CHIP program and they're changing their lifestyles, other people are watching and they're going to want to do that. It's a, it's a domino effect. So with much prayer and much hard work, you know, it will happen in our lifetime. Yep. Fantastic. Um, what was I going to... I had a question that was just on the tip of my tongue and then you got me sidetracked onto that and I can't even remember what it was I was going to ask you but um, with the with the whole 10,000 Toes program that you've got happening there um, what is the response from the local governments of these various countries have you been able to get any government support Yes, uh, we have, which is so exciting. I, off the top of my head, I know in the Solomon Islands, um, one of our team members, Chester Kuma, has gone over there and actually spoken to the government and gotten them on board and gotten them to see that we need to change the way that your medical professionals are, di- uh, are treating their patients. Um, and they're willing to work with us, which is just, you know, it's phenomenal. And yeah, because it would seem to me that it would be a tremendous burden on the, um, on the healthcare system to have 
these kind of levels of diabetes. Yeah, I can't remember the stats off the top of my head, but in the Solomon Islands, I think it was like a massive percentage, like 70% or something, of their health care funds are to amputations and the treatment of type 2 diabetes. That's massive. That's enormous. Yeah, so if they even just put half of that money into training and chip programs and lifestyle programs, I mean, you, imagine the difference. And this never existed in the past. When they're eating traditional foods with no, traditional lifestyles. No, this so is a modern thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So those that are still living traditional lifestyles, they don't have this risk. But those that are now um, adopting Western lifestyles, it's just uh, it's just taken over. Mm. Yeah, that's, yes. that's, that's unbelievable. Well, ladies, I think it's an amazing uh, project that you're working on. Diabetes is a huge problem, not just in the South Pacific. Obviously, this is an area where it is particularly concerning. But here in Australia, we have a tremendous amount of educational work to do um, ourselves. I meet people with type 2 diabetes all the time, and so few of them are aware that it's actually a choice, Mm. Um, that this is something you can choose to have or choose not to have. Uh, And then, of course, in the South Pacific, you know, if people just ate their traditional food, you know, (laughs) the stuff that they're growing in their backyards and the subsistence farming that they've been done for so long, it would be a... A disease that would disappear, but I congratulate you guys for um, getting out there, going hard, and doing what you can to turn this around and to make big changes. So praise God. Mm, oh, so if you'd like to donate, yes. How do we do that? Tell us all about it. You can go to our website, ten thousand toes dot com, and uh, donate and um, help. So that's uh, ten thousand, as in the number. So number. one zero 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 zero. You have it right. Ten and three zeros. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we also have, um, you know, a growing social media presence. So find us on Instagram and Facebook. We have, you know, what's forming is like a little media ministry. Every oh, wow. Thursday we're putting out videos that are highlighting the need for 10,000 Toes and also showing what we're doing and the lives that we're affecting. So, you know, listeners head over to our Facebook page as well and you'll so see. 10,000 Toes on Facebook? Yep, 10,000 Toes. And uh, you and can you make donations there. You can make contributions. You can, and you also get some on Mondays. We have recipes up there so if you're wanting some new recipes ah. check us out on um, so this Facebook. So this is food that will not give you diabetes Correct. and will reverse, reduce your, reverse yeah. your diabetes. Yes. We also have a big project coming up in July where a team are walking the Kokoda track in Papua New Guinea um, and for those of you who know that track it's pretty epic. <laughs> so Yeah I reckon that it just about cure anyone from diabetes. <laughs> yeah. I think if I had diabetes I'd be cured by the time I got to the end of that track. Yeah. Um Unfortunately, I'm going to be away in July, so I would come and join you. But well, the uh, team's full, excuse. but you can still support by donating. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Don't miss an opportunity. Mm. Now, nah, that's good. This is a, this is a great project to support, and I encourage anybody who is uh, listening to uh, jump on tentausandtoes.com.au. Uh, Just dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Tentausandtoes.com and support uh, um, the work that it, these ladies are taking. Part in Melissa and Danny, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank you. And we'll be back after this song, the 8 o'clock news, and that will be followed by Encounter with God. You're listening to Faith FM.
to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio. Do you enjoy fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts 10am every Thursday. Great! I'll see you there. I bought into the lie And I spent all my gold When I feel alive How will I ever be whole? And I bartered my dreams For glitter I was rich as a king, but my heart was broke You are, you are the well You are the well that never runs dry You are, you are the well 